listening to the Getting Smart Podcast. And today I'm joined by Timothy, a.k.a. Tim Jones, founder of Techniques for Learning and chief visionary officer for Hip Hop Ed. Tim, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well. And, you know, you're always welcome. This is our last of four podcasts that we've been doing. We've we've been working on this series and for this one and for the whole series, we series, we've been focusing on like the design principles for the new pathways campaign. Um, and that has been centered around just like how do we create effective pathways for students that work for just all learners. But then on top of that, in, in top of helping them discover what their next best step is, how can we also ensure that the pathways are intentional, equitable, um, that they see themselves in that. So there's also like this sense of learner curation. And then for this last one, how can we also ensure that it's purpose-driven or purposeful? So that's what we'll be talking about today. Today is all about purpose. We often hear about the importance of finding one's purpose, and we can debate that in a second because I may or may not have some strong feelings about the word purpose. What does it mean to have a sense of purpose? To me, to have a sense of purpose is to have a level of clarity around the why and to have an understanding of what your best looks like in the how. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, well, why am I doing this? And then how should I be doing what I'm doing so that I can make the most of the why? So I feel that purpose is twofold. So it's doing it with a sense of purpose working towards a purpose. Like I said, I struggle because purpose, I feel like, is just one of those concepts that we're always searching for. And and I wonder if that's the right framing for it or should we be thinking about it differently? Because there's a to me, there's like an amount of pressure that comes when someone says, what is your purpose? And then you may have this group of people over here like, oh, well, my purpose is this, that, and that, you know, and someone else, like even myself will be like, I don't really know what my purpose is. So then you just feel like you're just like out here lost. Listening to what you're saying, I <clears throat> I definitely empathize and, and even agree, uh, which is why there's a part that I, I believe that purpose may be seasonal. Uh, purpose is something that, and to to be redundant, the purpose could then lead to other purposes. And I also think that sometimes purpose comes through reflection. As an adult, the majority of my career has been in youth development and then transitioned into education. My degree, and for the first five years upon graduation, I was an accountant. Well, what was the purpose of that? There was a purpose that was being served while I was being an accountant that was very immediate to see. It was how I was taking care of myself. It was how I was establishing who I was going to be as a professional. It was allowing me to apply what it is that I learned at school. But then when I reflected 
after running my own program, a different purpose to my accounting career presented itself because I was able to do things. Yeah. So I guess I'm wondering how do you get like students or learners to buy into that when you are 15 or 17 or, you know, however old and you're trying to figure out what is my purpose in life? What am I doing after high school? Like what these really big questions and they either haven't learned about that practice of reflection about all of the different pieces um, or they just don't, they just don't have the data points yet. And so I guess what are your thoughts around what can that look like? Um, And then the other half of that is when you were talking about um, purpose being seasonal, because I also agree with that. Um, It's not just, Oh, this is my purpose in life for the rest of my life. Um, So how do you also get young people to see that purpose does look different throughout the different times in their life? And, and, and this is like the process that you use. I think one thing that we have to help young people and even adults, but we're focusing on young people, we're focusing on learners, is that the purpose of a particular activity or an endeavor more times than not, is not singular. So, okay, well, why am I learning this in school? Well, what's the purpose of me studying this? Okay, is it helping you better understand yourself? Uh, Really quick anecdote, i never forget my calculus teacher in college when I was taking it for the second time, he had presented this entire course is designed to help you better critically think. It changed everything. He gave me a different sense of purpose than I had ever attached to studying math. Okay, what is this teaching me about me? What is this doing for me? And potentially what door does this open? Yeah, Something you said just just made me just wonder. Then it's the it's the true purpose for everyone overall. Is is it just to be a lifelong learner? And and obviously, what you learn changes and serves you at different times. But to if the overall purpose is to always be a student of life, community, etc., um, is is that how we should be thinking about it? And then I also wonder, because literally anytime someone says, what, what is your purpose or what do you want to be, you know, to, to a young person, it, it drives me insane because, again, that's a really big question that you're, you're asking of 16-year-old. I agree with you that those are better, better questions. But as you was talking, what came to mind in the grand scheme of purpose, leave it better than the way you found it. Because in the grand scheme of things, that's really at best what we're doing. You and I as educators, as, as innovators, mission and vision, whether it's hip hop ed, techniques for learning, getting smart, 
leave it better than you found it. Yeah. So when did you start to believe? Like, when did you first discover your purpose or what you wanted to solve? Or I was in college because uh, up to that point, I was following the script that was given and I was following the script that I was given and trying to get out of the situation that I was in. Not that I grew up in a toxic environment, but I grew up in the era, you get an education to get out the project so that you can be an adult and and live your life. It wasn't until getting to college where I began to be in environments where those questions that you were speaking about was asked. What it not, and then it was also college put me in an environment for the first time where I felt a responsibility that was more broad than myself. Then it really became well, what is it that I'm passionate about? I'm, I'm passionate about hip hop, I'm passionate about uh, the black community. What do you want to address? I want to play some role in the direction of where this culture is going, because I believe as this culture goes, young people are going to go with it. You said, you know, you you articulated, you know, what the experience was like, but I know it wasn't as easy as the way in which you were saying it, you know, where you're like, I was in college and this happened and because you you were being asked these, or you weren't even asked these questions around purpose until you got to college. And so how does that then affect that young person who is either not asked until that point, until they're 18, 19, 20, or they're just simply never asked at all? Because when they're not asked, and that means that you don't believe I had, that they're internalizing, that you don't believe I had the potential to be something greater than my zip code sometime, or, you know, or you're just not invested in me as my teacher. You're not here because you believe in me and love me and trust me and all the different things. And so it's like, how do you, as a young person, especially a black and brown young person, then believe, well, then I have something bigger than myself to contribute that I can create impact or, you know, really create some true meaning. It really is about the environment that you end up in. Uh, growing up in New York City, there were certain high schools that you could just automatically go to because they were your home high school based on your zip code. But then there were other high schools that you either had to interview to or apply to. And I'm the youngest of five boys. I ended up going to one of the high schools that my brother went to who went to college. Because my talking about purpose, my mother was telling me at 10, you're going to college. So in looking back, my initial purpose was given to me. If you look at your algorithm and the type of things that tend to come up as you surf, which is really indicative of what it is that you've been searching for or where they're trying to take you, what is that purpose? Is it something that you want to hold on to, or is it something that you need to block and pivot and move? Uh, So I think that it would be great to do some of those exercises with young people because young people aren't always in a position to to change their environment. So I, I know you and I, as much as we are dreamers, we are also realists. 
And I would not want someone to hear this podcast who is in a toxic school environment, a toxic neighborhood environment. It's like, well, yeah, that sounds good, but I can't get up and go to another school. Uh, but there may be some things that you can do via social media. Yeah. So then that means that the algorithm that you were speaking of, um, but in a different way, but that means the algorithm of school has to change. And I mean, we know that we've, we've had these conversations, but in what ways can we get the algorithm of school to change so that high school doesn't just become around about, you know, checking off this list and getting students out to then do whatever they do, but instead be so cemented in helping students to find their purpose, helping students to be difference makers, community builders, um, impact players, like what needs to change in that algorithm for that? I think it, it, it begins with the administrators and the teachers having a, a, a real, what is our purpose? Because if my purpose is to get these students to pass the test, if my purpose is to just keep them in this building so that I can maintain a certain amount of funding because butts and seats impact my budget and I'm just keeping them. I'm trying, they're here because I want to keep them out of prison or I'm doing. So it's all of these negative things though. As adults, no matter how we try to sugarcoat that, that gives off a spiritual energy that young people can feel. I mean, you walk in some schools and you travel, you walk in some schools and honestly, you feel like you're in a prison. So we can't say we want students to be something that we're not creating the environment for them to do it. Now, for certain ones who just figure it out anyway, we then lift them up but then that almost becomes exceptions as opposed to expectations. And so I believe this work begins with us. Do the students even feel welcomed? You know, yeah, it's like, do they feel welcome? Do they feel safe? Do they feel safe to try? Do they, because we, we, we stop safe as from harm, which is, which is something that is a vital need. So we're not minimizing that, but if that's the end of your safety, then is it really safe? Do I have the safety? Do I have, do I feel safe enough to be vulnerable? Do I feel safe enough to share a point of view that may not be all the way thought out, but this is where I get to sharpen it? Do I feel safe enough to say something that may be looked upon as unpopular? Do I feel safe enough to have a point of view that I think somebody might say, oh, that's hatred and it's this and you're canceled, but I just want to talk it out because this is how I'm feeling. Think about the things that are happening in our world today, that schools are not safe spots to have discussions. And I'm saying it's not safe for adults or teachers. Think about how many of us leave that on the bus, leave it in the car, leave it at home. 
and and when it's not safe for anyone, it's even again, like you said, harder to foster that purpose and to to discover who you want to be. And so, the last thing that I'll I, I'll just ask and be and I want this to be specifically to young people when you, um, if a young people a young person listens to this podcast and they're really inspired, you know, by it and and really find some real meaning in this conversation, what would you say to them to, to just have them keep going to, to help them to understand that they can make a difference, that they can have impact, that it's okay to be curious. It's okay to dream. Like, what would you say to them? And you can say it in any form in which you want to say it, but what would you say to them? Begin to, talk to yourself and to talk to yourself with the purpose of finding reasons to love yourself. And to some, this may sound off-putting, but I appreciate the sincerity in the way you pose the question. So to that young person, do you really love yourself? Say the words, whether it's writing in a journal, whether it's talking to a mirror, Do the things that you need to do so that you believe that you have a purpose that is beyond survival. Do what you have to do to believe that you can see yourself past 25. Because we are talking to a lot of young people who are in situations where they don't see their 30th birthday as realistic. So we could have some 15, 16 year olds honestly having midlife crisis type thoughts because they don't see life past 25. That's a tragedy. And that's not a tragedy as an indictment on them. That's on us. So while we're trying to do our part to get it right, I need you to do whatever it is that you have to do to see yourself past your current environment. See yourself past your certain circumstances. See yourself beyond whatever habits you may have picked up. You have to see yourself great. And for some of you, this would be a vision that you've never even had before, which is why I was saying change what you're listening to evaluate what you're looking at. And from there, once you begin to find that, then it becomes the litmus test to are your friends really your friends? Because just like purpose is seasonal, relationships are seasonal. The crew that you was rolling with when you was rolling in the wrong direction may not be the crew when you decide that you want to make a turn. And can you be brave enough not to disrespect the crew? Because I know with young people, sometimes, sadly, that comes with life-altering consequences. Create the soundtrack that sets you on where you want to go. I think what you listen to feeds your spirit and feeds your soul. Pay attention to what it is that you're listening to. Thanks for tuning in to the Getting Smart podcast today. 
We want this podcast to be actionable, insightful, and a great way to learn about what's next in learning. In order to stay on the cutting edge, we need people in the field to tell us what they're hearing, what they're wanting, and what they're needing to learn more about. Got a topic or a guest in mind? Send your recommendations to me, Mason at GettingSmart.com. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to leave a review in Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. Feel free to share the podcast on social media using the hashtag GSPodcasts. Thanks so much.